0: When this boy meets girl, meets boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 11, Chapter, Titled...
1: Train of... F- nope.
0: What? <laughs> Somebody went too far back in the notes.
1: City slackers. City slackers. I don't even know why I needed to read that. Of
0: course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, train of city slackers. <laughs> it's the episode we just watched. Um, wow, that threw me off. Uh, how's it going, class?
1: Yeah, class. How's it going?
0: And How's it going, Tanya?
1: It's going well. Tanya? I think it's going great, Yeah, actually. She had
0: good stuff happen tonight.
1: All day. It's all I could think about.
0: That, well, explain to the people what you couldn't.
1: Recording tonight, of course. It's just, I was so excited to record tonight.
0: Nah, that's not it.
1: Oh. So, I went on Facebook Marketplace on Monday. Welcome
0: to Tanya's Gardening Corner from <laughs> now until the end of next fall. Good
1: luck, class. Uh, On Facebook Marketplace, I searched kitty pools, like not like cat pools, but like kitty, like little kid pools, because I wanted to make raised garden beds for our children out of pools. They're usually like six bucks or whatever on sale. So I thought maybe there would be some on Marketplace. And like 10 miles from our house, a lady was selling 13 of them for $40. And I didn't know if I wanted them all but they were like more if I didn't want all of them or whatever so I talked to her she said she would hold them till Monday because I couldn't get there before um before that but then uh I could get there before that and I got all of them and she was like surprised there's actually 14 of them so now I have 14 Kitty pools to grow vegetables in. Three of them will go to the kids. They'll each have one that they can grow whatever they want in. They're very excited to do it. They want to set up like a roadside veggie stand, which is fine. Um, But they have to put the work in for it. And all the rest of them, I can grow whatever I want in. And I have plans.
0: She does. She has lots of plans. Uh, In other news, we watched The Witcher and guys... That show is very, very good, if you don't mind horrific violence and nudity and whatever. But, like, it super isn't in line with our Boy Meets World podcast. But as grown-ass adults who also watch TV, it was a really good show.
1: It was marvelous. Like, I did not think I was going to like it. I actually thought, eh, I'm super not interested in this show, but we kept hearing really good things about it, and I knew that Alden was going to at least try to watch it at some point, and we listened to another podcast where they were talking about it, I was like, oh, this is making me actually want to at least check it out. So last Friday night, like, I couldn't fall asleep, or it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. Um, I couldn't fall asleep, and I was like, mind if I turn on The Witcher now, and mm, life-changing. That was it,
0: like pretty much almost right away. Uh, it was pretty gripping. Uh, I I knew I was going to watch it. I'm a, obviously a huge video game nerd. Uh, I liked The Witcher 3 a lot, but I wasn't obsessed with it the way a lot of video game fans have been, so I didn't expect to like the show. I liked the show a lot. I liked the show so much. I liked the show so much that it made me want to go back and play the game. So now I'm finally going back and playing the DLC because it was so good at explaining these characters way better than the game was. Mm-hmm. I know the game was obviously the third out of three, but it doesn't matter. From everything that I've read online, like the games even start after this season of the show. So like even the games picked up later than where we are in the show. So it gave like real, real backstory. It follows the first book, the first book of short stories that he wrote. I forget his name and I couldn't pronounce it if I tried. So I'm just going to say he.
1: Ultimately, it is written like impeccably. Like it's watching a video game happen like, without having to push anything, like the way that their dialogue works, you can almost just like picture things showing up at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. And then the way they like search for things in rooms or whatever, it is so like you're, it feels like you're guiding them to do it. And then the acting is so good. Whoever, whoever the casting director was, picked like these people that I just kept going. I don't want to. I don't have room to like anyone else. This is just too much. Like Yennefer is so charming. Like she's so charming.
0: Meanwhile, they're all murdering people. So charming, but murder, charming.
1: It's definitely like what Game of Thrones accomplish over too many seasons, where you have to go back and forth between like liking people because you're like, oh, I really like this person. They have a lot of integrity, and then four seasons later you're like oh they're pretty iffy now like the witcher sets that tone immediately there are no good or bad people like everybody is just sort of out for themselves um the violence is a lot like guts just falling out and stuff um the nudity's not that bad i don't think
0: that's true it's so anyway it's it's an amazing show watch it if you are into that idea at all um, if you like Game of Thrones, you'll probably like this. I, I don't like that comparison. Um, be, I've, I've seen it a lot, but I never liked Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like I tried to like Game of Thrones. I thought I was going to love Game of Thrones. I love the theme song for Game of yes, Thrones. Yes, me too. But I never, ever, ever, ever got into the show. I tried a few times on my own, and then um, when Tanya and I started dating, I tried again. I think we watched the whole first season mm-hmm. together. I just could not like it and I did want to but this show like gripped me from the first intro like the, the very beginning of the show I loved it
1: it's beautiful mm-hmm. like it is just gorgeous the music is fantastic it's just really really good it's all together very good and I this is from someone who does not care about this video game at all
0: yes but anyway did they at any point ride a train of city slackers Tanya in The Witcher. Yes. They did? Well then tell me about it, I guess. No, that's okay. Okay. Well then Boy Meets World, they did ride a train of city slackers.
1: You're never gonna let this go, are you? <laughs> I
0: guess not, huh?
1: It was one page snafu.
0: <laughs> page snafu.
1: Yeah. I shouldn't have even tried to look at it to read it because I knew what the episode was called. That's why as soon as I said train, I was like, wait, what am I even reading?
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway. So can we
1: just bury that?
0: Let's bury it like the witch Tanya? Uh-huh. Tanya? Uh-huh. Don't... Blurb me up. Aubrey was very upset with your blurb last week.
1: I don't know whose fault that was. Yours. No. No. And I... Don't have a blurb this You're going to
0: have to make one up then. We've been doing this for, this is episode 49, I think. We're one episode away from 50. You've been doing this all the time. What? You've been doing this the whole I've time. I've been
1: doing this all the time. Uh, I just blurb <laughs> all the time. I speak and blurb. I never stop blurbing.
0: It's true. So just come up with a blurb. You got this. Episode 11, City Slackers. The blurb is?
1: <laughs> How about you come up with a blurb?
0: Billy Crystal runs a train off of a ledge into a septic tank, and Corey and Sean are there to save Curly's gold.
1: That was a really good blurb. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Tanya? Yes.
0: Where do we start? Classroom or not? Not. Okay, what happens? Where are we?
1: We're in the kitchen.
0: Tell me all about it. Whose kitchen?
1: We are in the Matthews kitchen. Corey and Sean are sitting at the table. I guess they're studying for a test. And Sean's like, you know, it's great about studying at your house. And Corey's like the The really good lighting in Mm -hmm. the bathroom, which is weird because like my brain automatically went to like, oh, for selfies. No, like just to look at themselves in the mirror. That's all it was for. And then maybe
0: Corey studies in the bathroom. That's a good spot to study.
1: Except that he was studying at the table. At
0: that moment, yes. Mm. Maybe when he had to poop, he went in there with his book.
1: Oh, that makes way more sense. (laughs) Uh, And Sean's just like, no, it's because Mr. Feeney isn't here, which was a really dumb thing to say because Mr. Feeney is Corey's next door neighbor and is often at Corey's house. Yeah,
0: of all the places other than school that he might see Mr. Feeney, it's at Corey's house. And definitely... In Corey's kitchen, the closest place to Mr. Feeney.
1: Yeah, most definitely. That would be like if we were like sitting next to our fence and we were like, it's so great to not have neighbors (laughs) and they were just like right there on the other side.
0: Anyway, of course he says that and knock, knock, knock at the door. Who is it? It's George. George Feeney. Yeah. Mr. Feeney, some say.
1: He is knocking at the door and Sean's like, oh, this is terrible and- do we even have to let him in? And of course and Corey they have says, to let him in. Corey says,
0: you've got to let him in. Can you get up and let him in? And Sean says, well, no, the door is doing exactly what it's supposed to right now. That was f- kind of funny.
1: It was funny. Uh, Corey loves Mr. Feeney. And he he's like, he's really not bad. What is wrong with you? Mr. Feeney comes in. And he's just like, hello, boys, are you studying? And they're like, yeah, look at us, we're studying. And Mr. Feeney picks up Sean's uh, history book. And he's like, oh, your history book still in its cellophane, I see. And Sean's like, yeah, I get really good market value for that.
0: Resale value. Resale value. Which means they buy their textbooks, I guess. But that's a college thing.
1: I think there are some high schools that do it. Uh, definitely in private school We had to buy our own textbooks They're not
0: in private school though
1: But we don't know What different public schools Had to do
0: At BMG and BMW Did you have to buy Your textbooks in high school
1: I think actually My sister had to buy Her textbooks in high school
0: Well Sean's gonna sell it um, uh, Mr. Feeney says Well I mean yeah, The best You know the best students In my class Happen to do They all happen to Read the books and Sean goes, yeah, well, where does that get him? And he says, college. And Sean says, huh, more books.
1: Like, yay. And um, then Amy comes down the stairs. And she's like, George, there you are. And they chit-chat for well, a second. She
0: immediately says, are the boys in trouble? Right. And he says... Probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But then he gives her this little box and Mm -hmm. she's like, you remembered my birthday is on Sunday. Like, what a great neighbor. It's crazy. Not only has he been through hell with these kids and not just Corey and Sean, but like Morgan and Eric. He protected Morgan at some point until she disappeared. Who? Morgan.
0: Morgan Matthews?
1: Yes. Are the, you the, are the you missing
0: the... child? I don't know that's supposed to be like a newspaper voice. Um, I think
1: that was Mister <laughs> um,
0: um So anyway, Alan walks down the stairs and he's or he walks around the corner and he's like George, and she Amy says, "Well, yeah, look what he gave me." And he goes, "What do you have a birthday coming up or something?" And she's like. Eh, heh, heh, heh.
1: And he's like, of course, I remember. It's on Sunday.
0: Because the Eagles play. And she goes, not for you, they don't.
1: Um, And so she opens the box and there's a key inside. And she's like, a key? And Mr. Feeney's like, well, I have a house in the mountains, a cabin a in the mountains. Cottage. A cottage. I did mm-hmm. write that, but I wasn't reading it because I was afraid I was going to read the wrong thing again.
0: <laughs> a train cottage.
1: <laughs> it's just a train car in the mountains.
0: But so they they say, or Alan says, George, that's great, but um, we're, um, I already made plans. Well, anyway, but Amy is so excited about this. She reaches over and she kisses George on the cheek. And, and like hugs him. Yeah, but like gives him a kiss on the cheek. And then he like very sheepishly like looks over at Alan like, oh, <laughs> like it Aww, was, it was cute. It
1: is so cute.
0: Um, But Alan says, we can't. Do that, I already made plans for her birthday, which makes sense. I mean, it
1: does to a point, but if you like, if you watch me get really, really excited about something like Mr. Feeney's Cottage in the Mountains, like going away to that, I feel like you would come to me and be like, Look, you get to choose. It's your birthday. Do you want to go to the cottage in the mountains or do you want to do this thing that I planned?
0: You don't know if they didn't do that, but also you don't know if what he had planned. Maybe they were going on a cruise or something. They weren't the weekend? They weren't, but that's not the point. I have a friend. Hold on. I have a friend who I just found out um, is taking Friday off this week, and she's uh, going on a four-day cruise, and then she's just going to be back to work.
1: Is it the Marvel cruise?
0: No. She's just leaving out of Baltimore, going to the Bahamas, and then coming straight back and getting back to work. Oh. Just like...
1: "Mm." Okay. One of the, one of the guys that we just did work for at my job is doing that same exact thing.
0: Maybe they went together.
1: Leaving out of Baltimore, going for four days. But he's yeah. gonna be back. He wouldn't be back until Monday. Like they get back Monday night, right. and then, yeah, yeah, that's weird. They're gonna be on the same ship. Maybe leaving but out of Baltimore. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um, so maybe they had something big planned like that. Like, we don't know. But um, she doesn't get mad at him when Alan says no.
1: No, I just wonder like, if they had that discussion just because like, she did get so excited about that.
0: She did. But uh, Mr. Feeney says, that's fine. Keep the key. I'm going to be selling it soon anyway. Just go up next weekend mm-hmm. or something. And as they say that, Sean throws his book out the door, his cellophane-wrapped book. He's ruining its resale value. But he throws it out the door and he goes, whoops, my book slipped. I need to go get it. Corey, you know this terrain better than I do. Why don't you come help me look? And Corey's like, I do know. I know it like my own backyard. (laughs) And then he walks back to the backyard and Sean goes, okay, I'm going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you in code because we, I don't want anyone to know. So I'm going to have to tell you in code.
1: And Corey's like, we don't have a code. And then they're like, and Sean's like, why don't we have a code for like when we meet for our club? And they like talk about it for a second. He's like, when's our next meeting? And Corey's like, we don't have a club. He's like, okay, whatever. And like pulls the key. And Sean
0: says, yeah, whatever. This club blows. And that was seemed a little like risque for a for a TGIF show. I don't show. think
1: we understood fully what that meant.
0: Probably not. But I don't I knew I wasn't allowed to say this blows. I
1: don't think I was ever told not to say that.
0: I was. Probably because I watched this episode and I said it.
1: More than likely. Like or, Boy Meets World had the biggest influence on your <laughs> life. It's true. Um so Sean's like, all right. And he pulls the key out of his pocket, and then Corey's like, uh, Sean, why do you have that key? And Sean's like, we're gonna go. To the cabin in the mountains because that's where all the snow bunnies are. And the like crowd we're gonna goes, get the Wee! girls. Topanga doesn't exist in this episode. She does not.
0: And um, um, Corey gets upset with him. He's like, "Sean, we cannot do that." And he says, um, "Sean, that is deceitful and irresponsible." Like he turns into a forty-five-year-old man.
1: As he should in this situation. And Sean's basically like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. And course, like, duh, of course I'm going to go with you. Sean
0: gives him like puppy dog eyes. Like the kind of eyes that like a couple would give each other.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. And I wonder like how many of our children give their friends puppy dog eyes. Like I'm sure that they do something like a little bit like they have some way of manipulating each other. But like that was weird.
0: I feel like Aubrey and her best friend probably have something like that, where they're like, "Oh, I can't say no to those puppy dog eyes."
1: Yeah, but they probably like do it very jokingly. Like,
0: I don't know, maybe, but it was it was odd because mm-hmm. like Sean didn't have to do anything to convince him. But anyway, um, I never said who this episode was directed and written by.
1: No, I threw you off. <laughs>
0: you did because I had to do the blurb. Why don't you tell me who was directed and written by?
1: I can't. This episode was directed by Jeff McCracken and written by Michael Jacobs.
0: Yes, the creator of this show wrote this episode.
1: That's actually very telling because mm-hmm. this is one of the most like memorable episodes of this like part. This is actually when people start remembering episodes. Well, like, this... oh, remember when this happened and remember when this happened. It's all like this kind of stretch of episodes from, I want to say, everyone remembers Sean going to move in with Mr. Turner. Mm-hmm. Then there's like blurred like things like in between New Year's. Everyone remembers the New Year's on the train. And then after that, I feel like that's when things really take off.
0: I just I, I think this was one of the best character development episodes. So, yes, I, I agree. Like, it just seemed like he Michael Jacobs sat down and went, let me show you bitches how it's done. And, and he did. And he did. So anyway, now we go, we go to the hall.
1: We go to the hallway, and Sean and Corey are talking about it again.
0: Talking about what again?
1: Um, going to the mountains.
0: Yeah, Sean says he got bus tickets, and Corey says, okay, what's the weather going to be like? And Sean says, blanket of snow. Um, in the Rockies. No, he doesn't. No? That would have, Corey would have definitely have known that that oh, was going that's on. that's true. He says, blanket of snow in the mountains.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. And there Corey gets excited. I guess now Corey has completely given up on the this is awful and irresponsible thing because Corey is like,
1: yes! How How do these 15-year-olds manage to get away for the weekend?
0: I have to imagine they said they were going to each other's houses or something like that, but that's so like dicey. I don't know because I did think the first time that I watched this, I thought I must have missed something. They must have explained how they were going to do this without tipping off their parents. The second time, no, they didn't say anything. They just did it.
1: I think because there were not like GPS trackers and stuff on everything, kids were able to do more secretive stuff. I definitely did more secretive stuff back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Sure, but the
0: problem is like in most scenarios, Corey would have said, I'm going to go stay at Sean's. Sean would have said, I'm going to go stay at Corey's. But in this scenario, like if that were Sean's dad, they could have pulled this off. Right, but it's not Mr. with Mr. Turner. Turner. Yeah, Mr. Turner would not have had that. He'd like, Okay, let me call Alan and Amy.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's weird.
0: Anyway, Eric comes in now. It pans over to Eric and Mr. Turner.
1: Yeah, Eric runs over to Mr. Turner and is just like, Hey, Mr. Turner, uh you know me, right? And he's like
0: so Eric Corey's brother.
1: And he's like, yeah, I know you. you're in my class. And Eric and,
0: goes, yeah, how am I doing?
1: And he's like, not so good. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he's like, so I saw you talking to Bianca over there. How do you know her? And Mr. is just like, uh, she's also in my class. And he's like, oh, do you think you can teach her to like me?
0: <laughs> and then he starts going off on a tangent like, yeah, because she's, you know, she's She's really pretty, but she's only into jocks and I don't know what she just sees about jocks. You know, I think it has something to do with the cars or so Eric is womanizing hard right now. But I guess it's Michael Jacobs touch. But it's Bianca. So they he looks over and he walks over to talk to Bianca, and Bianca walks over to him, and we see that it is Julie Benz. And Tanya says, That's somebody. And I said, I agree. That is somebody. I'll tell you about it on our show. And she said, I'm looking it up now.
1: Because he immediately knew. He's yeah. had more... Uh, I knew that she was in Hallmark movies. So
0: Julie Benz was Dexter's wife. She was... Um, oh, damn. What's her name? I
1: don't know. I didn't watch Dexter.
0: Um, I did. I, I was watched... going
1: to say Skyler, And that That's breaking is bad. Breaking Bad.
0: Um, what the hell? I watched... Oh, Rita. Um, I watched... All of Dexter, I read uh, most of the books. I don't think I read the newest one. Um, so that that was huge for me. She was a very big focal point of that show.
1: And she's actually like a pretty big focal point in a lot of things. Yeah, she's. Done a lot. I was like, I. I knew her specifically from something I was like, I, like, I pictured her with short hair and I could not figure out, I knew it was a teen movie. And then I went to IMDb and it was Jawbreaker. She was Marcy. And that movie like has seared itself into my brain because it's really, really messed up. Um, but it was my best friend in high school, Sam's favorite Movie, and we watched it so many times.
0: At some point in this series of our podcast, we need to discuss how many people were on Boy Meets World that were nobody, and then blew up to be huge
1: there's gonna be a lot and you know who it's not gonna be
0: who's it not gonna be
1: the main characters of boy meets world who are amazing actors that's
0: true but there's so many people who did one episode and then went off to have huge careers
1: like the biggest
0: but i would imagine there's gonna be more as we go and i want to talk about that we have some
1: in the future that are bonkers
0: yeah we have some in the past that are bonkers
1: yeah we talked about them already
0: i know but i want to just kind of get them all i want to gotta catch them all pokemon Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> um, why don't Are you they? Are Australian? Why don't any? No, that was more of a Philly accent. Why don't the characters in this show have a Philadelphia accent? Why don't Why don't any of them ever like? Come on, hun.
1: What, that's Australian stuff. No. Yeah. That, you, was, that was that was Australian.
0: No. That, the.
1: I know what a Philadelphia accent. What's sounds it
0: sound like, like Tanya? Uh,
1: people that we know that that have that. It's almost like a cross between a Midwestern and what we have.
0: <laughs> what we have, it's yeah, no, it's um, it's a lot like the Baltimore accident. The, mm-hmm. the Baltimore accident is like a, like an angrier Philly accent. Yeah, but I'm, but none of none of the characters in this show have that. Nope, it's weird. It's it, a
1: TV show, and they were not actually in Philadelphia. Julie
0: Benz was in Dexter.
1: That is true. But anyway, she was also in Jawbreaker.
0: So she. Talks to Eric for a second. He's being cute and hits on her, and she says, "Hey, are you a jock?" And then they walk away. Um, but then we cut to Chubbies with did, what was her name in the show? Bianca. Bianca. I keep just wanting to say I Julie. I love
1: the name Bianca. Me too. Really?
0: Yeah. Thanks to Ten Things I Hate About You.
1: Mm, that's probably why I like it so much too. Uh, so. No, I think I liked it a lot. Like as a little kid, I loved the name. I had dolls named Bianca.
0: So Bianca says to to Eric at Chubby's, um, so are you a jock? And he says, Um, do you follow pool at all?
1: And so he starts telling her about, like, in Mexico. Well, because he's... she says
0: no, and he saw his opening.
1: Right. So he starts talking about how in Mexico he, like, is the best pool player ever, or whatever. And that's how he
0: got that scar over his eye.
1: Yeah. And, um... And so then uh, Frankie and Joey come over while pool is happening. And Frankie and Joey are basically like, you're at our pool table. Do you
0: remember what Frankie said or Joey said when they walked up? He no. goes, Mr. and Mrs. Budinsky. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's like Budinsky, like B-U-D, or if it was like B-U-T-T. I wanted to watch it with subtitles. I
1: feel like it's B-U-T-T. I thought
0: so. It sounded like it a D. But so It was so
1: wonderful to hear Joey's voice again because I feel like it's been a very long time.
0: It has anyway what do they do
1: um so they basically say like this is our pool table you guys need to leave and eric was like i'm playing on it it's can i finish this and they're like uh no so they challenge each other to a pool off pool off uh and then we go to the cabin
0: the cabin cabin cottage
1: in the poconos yes and
0: they're freezing
1: they're freezing they walk in it's it's all dark and there's a ranger who has helped them get to the cottage in the poconos and
0: the ranger was also fantastic Uh,
1: yeah and he's just like all right guys make sure you keep everything locked up and stuff just in case uh well grady comes by
0: yeah and he asks them like which one of them is feeney's grandson and they both say me at the same time and then they look away and then they're like oh we're 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 and then they say brother and cousins at the same time and then the ranger goes oh brother cousins say no more i'm part of mountain people too <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, so then he's like he's like you don't want to um like be felled by Grady's axe and they're like mm. uh what and so he tells them the story about Grady, who the town is named for, um, that he had just married his beautiful bride and brought her to this town, brought her to the cabin in the woods where she fell in love with a ski instructor and had an affair. He found out and chopped them up with an axe mm-hmm. and then chopped himself up with an axe. Mm-hmm. And then Sha- Corey, Sha-Corey, Sha-Corey, Shikori says, because I really, I think it might be Corey that says it, where he's like, if he chopped himself up, then how could he chop us up? Was it Sean? Does I don't remember.
0: Know? But I do want to point out, I don't know why I have to point this out, but I don't know why it made me laugh so hard. Uh, right before this story, they're asking him how far it is to the, to the ski slopes. And the ranger says, two miles. And they're like, two miles? And Sean goes how long is it if you walk? <laughs> and he goes, uh, two miles. And Sean goes, okay, that's not too bad, Corey. One mile each. And I don't know, it made me laugh too hard because written down, it doesn't look like a funny joke, but in my head, it was so funny. Anyway. Okay. Axe in the head.
1: Axe in the head. Um. So yeah, so now they're scared of Grady, even though, like, they, I guess they don't get the concept of a ghost that can hack you up. Haven't they watched horror movies?
0: I don't know. Like but,
1: most of the things that hack people up are dead, except for Leatherface. He's not dead, but like everyone else is dead.
0: That's true. Yeah. but th- So then he says, um, you guys know how to turn on the lights, right? And they're like, oh, of course we do. And he goes, okay, good, because I got to get back to watching my show with Moose. And Corey says, oh, is that, is that your other ranger friend? And he goes, what? How could a moose be a ranger?
1: He walks out. I want a moose friend to watch TV with. Yeah. That would be so amazing because, like, I have a window right by my side of the bed. And if a moose was in our yard and it could just stick its head through that window and watch TV with me and I could just, like, reach up and feed it snacks while we're watching TV, it would make me so happy.
0: And you'd walk in your raised flower beds.
1: No, there's not going to be raised flower beds right there. There's a bush there. Oh. I've got this all planned out. Now you got to get me a moose to watch TV with. So
0: anyway, what happens with the lights?
1: Uh they don't work.
0: They can't get them to work. They don't know how to turn them on. Right. They try to flip the switch and it doesn't do anything. Right. But we don't know what happens next because now we go to Chubby's where
1: Eric is bad at pool. And and Eli comes in.
0: And Frankie's bad at pool.
1: And Frankie's bad at pool. Eli comes in, and he's kind of checking everything out. And he is so wonderful. Like, I will never get over how great Eli is. Because he just, like, comes in, and he always has a smile on his face. He kind of cocks his head to the side. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're just, like, obviously playing pool. And he
0: says, how long have you been playing? And Eric says, about an hour. And Eli goes, okay, let me ask you a question then. Um, why are all the balls still on the table? <laughs> and... Uh, Uh, Frankie goes over to, to... I mean, Joey goes over to Frankie.
1: And he's like, I want you to concentrate as hard as you do on Thanksgiving. And Frankie's like, which day? Day one or day two? And Joey's like, Thanksgiving is only one day, and Frankie's like, not in my family.
0: And then he hits the ball, and it bounces into the hole, and they cheer, and then it bounces out of the hole.
1: (laughs) I, for a second, thought that like Joey and Frankie like rigged the table, and that's why Eric couldn't get anything in. And then I realized that Frankie also couldn't, and I was like, well, that would be stupid if they rigged the table somehow.
0: Yeah, so at this point, the game has gone for an hour, and um, no balls have made it in. But also, at this point, the pool game has gone on for an hour, and Corey and Sean have been gone for two days. Like, I don't even understand the timeline. No, they've been gone
1: for... This is still a night. I know. The same night. And they have now um, walked to the ski lodge, which is two miles away. They've walked there. They found out it was closed and had to walk back. Corey is... Pissed. He's, He's just like, I can't believe you got me into this predicament. This is so stupid. You said
0: there would be snow bunnies. You didn't. Why even, does he want snow bunnies? You weren't even listening when the ranger said the slopes were closed. And I thought you said it was going to snow. And Sean said it was supposed to snow. I remember the news report perfectly. Blanket of snow covering the Rockies. And Corey goes, Rockies, you idiot. This is the Poconos. And Sean says, oh, the Rockies is a name? I thought it was just like a description. Like, those are some really Rocky Mountains.
1: And then he's like, you know, like Chewy Nougat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Still dark. Still dark. Feeny opens the door. Well,
0: no. I mean, yes, but it's still dark. And Sean goes, all right, we got to think of a way to turn these lights on. Think Think And the lights flip on and he goes, oh, either I just or either the lights just turned on or I just got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and they they hear the door start jiggling and um, they each grab a broom.
1: Because they think it's the
0: axe murderer. What yeah, is his name? Grady. Grady. And Sean like screams out, you know, drop it, you undead, undead piece of crap or something. And the door flings open and Mr. Feeney walks in. And he's like, okay. um." He
1: said, uh, he says something like, it's time to belly up to the excuse table.
0: And Sean just immediately goes, You're not supposed to be trespassing on your own property, Mr. Feeney. And he just like rolls his eyes and he goes, Your turn, Mr. Matthews. And Corey says, My parents are on their way up. We came up first.
1: We're getting it ready for them. And that's a very good excuse. Sure,
0: except he he did a very bad job explaining it. Like he like stuttered. And Mr. Feeney goes, that's a bald face face lie, Mr. Matthews. And and like, Kors, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, also, bald face or bold face? I thought it was bold. Bo- I thought it was bold face lie. Bold face
1: lie, not bald face lie. Mr.
0: Feeney definitely says bald face. And then later on, Sean says bald face. Maybe so, it's a
1: Philly thing. Maybe that is their that's accent. That's their accent. Yep.
0: They don't... Okay. Um,
1: So now we go back to Chubby's. We go back to Chubby's and everyone in Chubby's is surrounding the pool table and cheering every time they, like, their turn is up because Mm. the balls are all still on the table. And,
0: like, they're hitting the ball and it's, like...
1: Bouncing. Bouncing
0: and curving and stuff. Going
1: over everything, like... I think
0: at one point it hit Bianca.
1: Yeah, and then, like, it would go, like, a maze through all of the balls. Like, it just was... not so it wasn't bad pool that was good pool
0: (laughs) sure so eric is like why is everyone so happy about this and eli says because no one's ever watched uh uh someone play pool for this long and not get a single ball in
1: But everyone Um, is super invested in this and we go into like a montage because eric and frankie well
0: first uh, Bianca leaves oh
1: yeah she's like Eric
0: says what's it like to date a winner and she goes I'll let you know and she walks away
1: yeah but I don't think Eric even cares at this point like he and Frankie like get down by the table and like look at each other really intensely and there's like a montage for a minute and a half that and normally I'm not a montage person but I was Into this montage. Well,
0: because normally a montage is like a journey song and people slowly getting better at something minute by minute. This was um, them getting worse and worse every hit. Like, it gets to the point where, like, two balls get hit at the same time and, like, get stuck to each other and spin around, and then they're, like, eyeballing these balls because. One ball is sitting on top of the cue ball now. Yeah. And um, Frankie hits the ball and it explodes. And Eli is like, I saw it coming. I did.
1: And at one point, um, Eric is like about to do like what would be a good trick shot. Like they know how to play pool. Mm -hmm. This is just not working. It's the weirdest thing. And Eric sits up on the side of the table like he's ready to do a trick shot. And it like goes completely wrong and it doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah. And then we just go uh, back to the cottage.
1: We go back to the cottage where now Sean and Corey are sitting at the table like they were in the kitchen and they're just like, all right, what do we do now? And Sean sticks a spoon on his nose and like they're bored, whatever. I would be like crying because I got caught doing something really wrong and they're just like hanging out and they...
0: Because we didn't point out they... They said, take us back home to our parents or call our parents. And Mr. Feeney said, no, um, it's at this late. Like, you're staying with me and you can help clean up.
1: Right. And, I mean, of course, Feeney can call their parents and be like, hey, the boys are with me and it's not a big deal. Like, he could have kept them the entire weekend. Right. Um, so that now they're stuck with Feeney at a cabin.
0: And... Feeney's making fun of Sean for putting the spoon on his nose and he's like well at least this brings joy to people what do you do when you're up here and Feeney says I read books
1: Um, but there is a part they ask Feeney for his watch so they can time Mm -hmm. Sean to see how long he can keep the spoon on his nose his his previous
0: record was seven and a half hours
1: yeah Um, and of course at first Mr. Feeney's like no you can't have my watch but Uh, that goes awry
0: mm mm-hmm so
1: um,
0: so they, they, like, get into, a, like, a little tiff because Feeney's annoyed with them and, and Sean is getting more and more mad at Feeney. So they walk away and Sean is, like, what is wrong with him? And Corey says, you need to give him a chance. Like, you need to... This is you. You need to be the one that understands.
1: Sean's personality is one of those personalities that, like, as an adult, it concerns me to see a kid act that way. Um, because in real life... Watching a kid act that way is incredibly concerning because he's playing a character at this point that doesn't take responsibility for anything. Everything is someone else's fault. So now Sean's having a miserable time and it's, Mr. Feeney's fault, even though they broke into Mr. Feeney's cabin, they lied about where they were going to be at. They did all these things wrong, but Sean's miserable and it's Mr. Feeney's fault.
0: So Corey just comes out and says, this is your fault. You need to be the one to to listen to him. Talk to him. Feeney's a great guy. He's just, he says something like, it's a British thing. They're uptight. So Corey is saying that Mr. Feeney's British?
1: I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, because I
0: said that Way back in the early days of this podcast.
1: You did. He just doesn't seem like he has, like, a British accent to well, me. Well,
0: and we we know now that it's not a British accent. And Mr. Feeney, uh, or William Daniels, ha- did an interview where he said that his accent came from, like, his Boston hoity-toity friends when he was a kid, like, being around all of the rich and, and powerful Boston people. So I guess that's, like, a rich Boston accent.
1: Yeah. New but England.
0: I thought... British and Corey thought British.
1: Hmm, it's mm. almost like you and Corey are very similar sometimes.
0: Sometimes. So anyway, Corey says, "Give him a chance." Sean says, "Okay, I'm gonna try." And he walks over to Mr. Feeney and immediately just goes, "Hey, why do you hate me so much?"
1: At that point, I would have punted him out into the freezing cold.
0: Well, that's why you don't have the patience of a Mr. Feeney, of a British Mr. Feeney.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Mr. Feeney's like, mm- and I hate you. No, I don't hate you at all. Like why would I hate you? And I'm I'm here for you. And Sean says, "Yeah, but you're always giving me a hard time." And he goes, "You mean trying to make sure that you're a a better person? I just want what's best for you." And um Sean's like yeah right like you what do you know about me or whatever Yeah, like you and, don't
1: know me at all
0: and Mr. Feeney goes oh like you know me because I'm just some I'm just the old grandpa to you aren't I or old, old, old principal. principal yeah and Sean's like yeah and he goes so well tell me one thing you know about me and he's like you don't know anything about me either what do you know about me and Mr. Feeney just is like oh okay you're right I don't know anything about you And he's um, like Sean
1: Patrick Hunter Born in Ohio. Moved, w- to, moved to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Um, was in five different schools before the age of 12. Um, I feel like that's a plot hole. Yes. How old were they in the first season?
0: Um, 11. 11. but
1: And Sean and Corey seem to have been best friends for a very long I time. I think they
0: talk about how they had been friends since they were kids. Yeah. Maybe they were phone maybe they were pen pals and that's why
1: (laughs) And that's how they ended up in Philly. Yeah. Because they had to move closer to Corey.
0: Yeah, Chet was like, Let's go find your friend Corey
1: I was just like saying I was like what on earth since he was 12 like yeah that's a little not correct maybe,
0: but- maybe it was all bullshit and Sean's just too dumb to realize that it wasn't true now all of a sudden I was like
1: oh my gosh you know my life better than I Sean do Sean thinks
0: it's his backstory now and he's just like wow
1: back when I lived in Oklahoma things were so much so different yeah anyway um, So basically, like...
0: But it was plot hole or not. It was very sweet.
1: It was really sweet. And Sean's sort of looking at him and he goes like, oh, you just memorized my transcript. And he was like, and your favorite band is a band called the Counting Crows. And Sean gets this really sweet look on his face. That's like, it's a very real like connection look like, oh, wait, this person actually like heard me.
0: Well, he says like, that's... That's not on my transcript. But he uh-huh. says it the way like somebody does in like a mystery movie yeah. where they're like, wait, he didn't know about the pancakes at all, did he? <laughs>
1: the pancakes. <laughs> I
0: don't know what that's from.
1: <laughs> I want pancakes.
0: Um, so they say, OK, why don't you tell us something about you then, Mr. Feeney? And he says, well, um, like you guys, I don't like doing the dishes. So you can do the dishes. Have at it, boys. And they step up to do the dishes and they they reach down or Corey reaches down to grab a dish and Mr. Feeney yells, no, 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 my watch, my watch. And Corey goes, no, 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 I got it, Mr. Feeney. It's okay. And he reaches down and he pulls it up and he goes, I got it. But it was the drain the whole time. So the water drains and Mr. Feeney like looks devastated. Like
1: it's the end of the world.
0: And it felt Bad. Yes. Just watching like he does it so well that looking at the show, not even knowing what was happening, you felt bad. Yeah. I felt guilty and I didn't do it.
1: How could you do that? I know. How one, could I do that?
0: One time when I was a kid, um, I went to a hotel with my parents and my dad let me sleep on his pillow because my pillow sucked at the hotel mm-hmm. and I forgot to get it in the morning. And we left it there, and I felt so bad and so guilty, and I've never forgotten about that.
1: It's so weird to hear you tell this story because I feel like you've forgotten every other fact about your life except for the pillow story. The stores. only
0: things that I remember from my childhood are feeling guilty about things. So, anyway, the reason I bring that up is because the guilt that I felt in that moment reminded me mm-hmm. so much of how I really felt then.
1: Because you so don't want that disappointment directed towards you.
0: Right. Anyway.
1: Especially like like Corey is... Corey loves Mr. Feeney. Right. He absolutely loves him and he wants Mr. Feeney to love him that much too and the fact that he was a part of this thing that happened is very hard. And
0: Mr. Feeney just immediately goes, oh... You no, know, that, that's that's fine. Uh, it was a 30-year-old watch. It was about time to get a new one anyway. And turns around and he walks away. And it plays this sad music. I was going
1: to say, it's like... Dee, 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 and then he leaves.
0: Get your ride. That's what you did. Um. <laughs> anyway, a little Borderlands joke from nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now we, we go back. To the cottage but it's obviously later it's night
1: right and Corey's on the couch like falling asleep and Sean is in the big chair by the fire reading this little black book and Corey's like Sean what are you doing like he rolls over and he's like what are you doing and Sean was like what well, everyone does like at a cabin he's like no really what are you doing he's like I'm reading he's like what he's like yeah I found this like journal and I'm reading it he's like you're reading Phoebe's journal
0: mm-hmm And he starts reading like, oh, listen to this one. Um, What was his wife's name? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I don't remember either. But he starts talking about how, like, I went up to the cottage with my wife. Um,
1: We never hit the slopes. We never
0: made it to the slopes. And Sean's like, oh, he's more like me than I thought.
1: And Corey's like, Feeney, you sly dog. And
0: then... Then he grabs it and he starts reading another one. He goes, five years later. So he he reads an older one and he goes, okay, listen to this one. Oh, our five-year anniversary. Still haven't seen the slopes. Uh, my wife gave me the most beautiful watch. Uh, the only thing that shines brighter is her eyes.
1: No, it was, um, I, I, Uh, saw her the reflection of her smile in the Mm. watch face and while this watch like will hold the memories forever nothing will shine as bright as her smile or like I'll always see her smile in the watch face or something like that that was like heartbreakingly sweet so much so that I was just like can I get this heartbreakingly sweet thing out of my memory it was so like it was so sad
0: it was because obviously the that's the watch but
1: do you see my beautiful smile in anything? In my watch. <laughs> you don't wear a watch? <laughs> <laughs> your watch that's buried in your junk drawer. <laughs> it's
0: where it can't get dropped into a sink.
1: Mm, good point. Thank you for that. You're for welcome. For putting my smile in your junk drawer.
0: Uh-huh. Um, so... Now we're all sad.
1: Yeah, everyone is sad, devastated, really.
0: So we cut from the cottage to the cottage at night, and now we cut from the cottage at night to the cottage in the morning.
1: And um, Corey Corey is at the door, like right inside the door? he
0: like sprints into the house, and he's rummaging through a drawer. Mm, Yeah. And he grabs a flashlight, and he he starts to like, he's looking around for something else, and Mr. Feeney comes out, and he's like, what are you doing? And he says... Um, got I a flashlight. Stop. I gotta, gotta get outside. Sean's in over his head.
1: And, like, bolts out the door again. Mm-hmm. And then they come in, and Sean is soaked, and Feeney's just like, hey, you're dripping on the carpet.
0: And Feeney's getting pissed.
1: Which, uh, hello, you would too, because yeah. that smell would be horrible.
0: I don't even think he knew what the smell was at that point, um, and- Sean goes, yeah, I'm I'm dripping because I was in the septic tank. He's
1: like, it's deeper than I thought.
0: And Mr. Feeney is like, what? No more talking. I've had enough. That's it. And Sean starts to try to say, but we... And he's like, no, no more. That's it. And um,
1: and um Sean doesn't really care that Mr. Feeney has told them not to talk. He steps forward and he's like, but I have your watch.
0: Yeah. And Mr. Feeney... Is just like taken aback, and he goes, "My my watch," and Sean says, "Yeah, we we thought it would be really important to you because it was your anniversary watch," and Mr. Feeney goes, "Ah, so you read a book, did you, Mr. Hunter?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, what? <laughs> I don't have any
0: notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
1: I know what happens. I just don't remember where we cut to next.
0: Well, I they they have a quick, a real quick conversation about how they. He went into the septic tank to find it. Um, But then it cuts to... The kitchen, The kitchen, yeah. Where Amy and Alan and Mr. Turner are -hmm. sitting together because they would all get together if the boys lied.
1: It's such like a sweet moment to me to see Mr. Turner there because I think a lot of times a writer would just write Amy and Alan there. Amy and Alan are just as influential in Sean's life. Like, Mm -hmm. they have dealt with bad things with Mr. Feeney for Sean constantly because Chet never did. It wasn't like he cared. Right. Um, but the fact that Mr. Turner is there waiting with the Matthews is this tiny little sweet, like very telling thing that I loved so much.
0: Yeah, and they're they're all pissed at the boys and um Feeney brings A- them in. And Alan is like What in the world were you guys thinking? You're in it over your head more than the septic tank. Mm -hmm. He meant shit. Mm -hmm. He said it. Mm -hmm. Mm, He knew what he was doing on a TGIF show.
1: Yeah. More than when Sean said it blows. Right? Man.
0: Sean should have been like, it owes. Nah. Let's erase that. Skirt. Edit that out, Alden.
1: You have so much editing to do. I'm not editing
0: it out. That's too much work. <laughs> um, so anyway, what happens next?
1: Um, so Feeney goes to leave, and he's just like, I'm rooting for you guys. Well, and
0: he says to, to the parents. Um, like, they're good. They're good kids. Cut them some slack. They may Their actions may have been wrong, but their heart was in the right place. And um, the, uh, the boys run out side like hold on we have to give something to mr feeney and they run out there and they give him his key Mm -hmm. and Corey says here you're gonna want this because you're you know you got to sell the place and mr feeney says uh if i sell the place i'm not so sure anymore and then sean goes "Oh, oh yeah you're gonna need this too and he gives him a spoon and he walks out and mr feeney breathes on the spoon Puts it on his nose and stands there for like three seconds with it just hanging there. And he's like looking around like he's waiting for something to happen. And then he just pulls it off and he goes, I still don't get it.
1: Did you ever do that? Yeah, of course. Did you find it fun?
0: Eh, I think I always wanted to find it fun.
1: You know how I have like an obsessive personality? What?
0: You? I? How many
1: many raised pool beds did you get? (laughs) Fourteen. In, in January, you got how many? 14.
0: Obsessive personality, my ass.
1: Um, I had, like, a very, very big obsession with seeing how long I could keep a spoon on my nose and, like, different sizes. Like, seeing if... Like, the ones that were bigger were harder to keep on your nose and, like, how long I could keep those on. And it was really fun to me. I loved putting spoons on my nose for, like, a year.
0: You and Sean Hunter, two, yeah. peas in, two peas in a pod. I
1: thought so, I guess.
0: I guess so. Maybe that's why you did it.
1: I don't think so. I wasn't allowed to watch it at that point.
0: Oh. Okay. Anyway, so they go back in the house.
1: Um. I don't think. I don't think so. No no because now we cut to chubbies yeah for, for the, the credit scene
0: post-credit scene rolled your eyes you can't hear rolling eyes on i a feel podcast. like i rolled
1: them so hard they probably could hear that
0: i hope when i go back and i edit i hear like a <laughs> <laughs> i'm like damn can you, you could hear that
1: can't you just like put a sound effect in there i'm not going to too hard
0: no now this whole conversation wouldn't make <laughs> sense and i have to cut this out too that's too much
1: You're going to want to have a lot to do on Sunday, I feel like, though.
0: That's true.
1: Because at that point, we will have had a baby in our house for a long time. And you're going to want to shut the door and get away. Yeah,
0: we're watching Tanya's sister's Uh, baby.
1: I was going to say, um, he is actually our nephew because you are married to me.
0: Sure, but she's your sister's baby. Yes. We're we're uh, watching our nephew this
1: weekend. For the whole weekend. He's four months old. He's the cutest thing ever. And this is the first time that she's been away from him for a night. And she will be away from him for two nights. And we get to keep him. Yep. It's a privilege and an honor. So, And Miranda (laughs) is going to come over Saturday to hang out and play with the baby, too. Miranda
0: of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World fame?
1: Yes, that Miranda.
0: What episode was she on? Train of something?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Train of Mirandas. Um, so,
0: what happens now at Chubby's?
1: At Chubby's, it's dead. I think that they just keep the doors unlocked for everyone all the time or something because they've been playing for 15 hours. 15 hours? Has it only been 15 hours since the boys left for the Poconos? Yeah. Because they went back the next day. They were only there for one night. Okay. Friday night. But? They took the bus... Friday night.
0: What time do you think they went over? So what's 15 hours later? So I guess let's say Eric got at Chubby's at what, seven, eight?
1: Well, you have to remember it's winter, so it gets dark at five. So they could have gotten, they could have left school, not gone home at all, mm-hmm. gotten straight on a bus to the Poconos. So let's think of how many hours. So say they got there at six. Uh-huh. Six.
0: Eric got got to Chubby's at six?
1: No, Corey and Sean got to the post. 6. That's not what I'm worried six. about. I thought you were trying to see what the parallel was well, what, in time.
0: What time would Eric have gotten there? 7? 8? Yeah,
1: we'll say 7 or 8.
0: All right, so what's 15 hours after 7? So that's, that's 10 o'clock the next morning? That, I mean, you're, you're doing more math than you need it's to. 11. Um,
1: it's 11. It's 11 a.m.
0: Okay. Yeah, or, if, depending if you went from 7 or 8. If yeah. you went from 7 it's 10 if you went from 8 yeah. it's 11. Yes. So, I guess that's feasible. Yeah. It's that time. Okay, fine. Fair. It seemed like 3 days went on for the boys and 15 hours went on for Eric.
1: Yeah, I think that's in most in the episodes most of the time you're going over the course of a few days, but it was they got there And they got there early enough, it was dark, but they walked all the way to the ski lodge and back. And right after that, Feeney showed up. And then there was time for the whole you hate me dialogue and stuff. Mm. And then that's the only night that they're there because they talk about how many beds there are.
0: That's so much character development in a 15-hour period. Yeah. So anyway, Eric is like, how have we played for 15 hours and not gotten a single ball in? And Frankie's like... Yeah, I'm gonna have to go soon. I got church. Uh, yeah, choir practice. Got choir practice, and he goes alto, and
1: Joey's like he sings like an angel. Mm-hmm. I
0: yeah. love.
1: How, I just love how supportive he is of Frankie.
0: And Joey goes, "We we we can't do this anymore. We, we, you guys couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, even if a barn came in and said, 'Hey, I'm a barn. You couldn't hit my broadside,
1: or here's my broadside.'" Yeah. And um, he's just like, whatever. And they leave. They start to walk out and Frankie. Frankie starts singing. Yeah, he's just
0: like, la, 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 la. Uh,
1: Adorable. Adorance. And and Eric just sort of stares at the table for a second.
0: Like angrily.
1: And he picks up the stick. Mm -hmm. I always wonder, is it called something else? You
0: can call it a cue.
1: I thought the cue was just the end of it. I don't know Okay Anyway he picks up the stick And he's like Hmm And he goes to hit it And he hits it And every single ball Goes in the hole
0: Yeah And it wasn't like a It wasn't special effects Or anything Like they They had to have taught him How to do Like they set it up In a specific way for sure
1: Or they had some Kind of rigging That pulled the balls To the different holes Oh maybe there's ways to do things. I
0: don't know. It looked kind of like maybe it was just they set it all up in a perfect manner, mm-hmm. and then he had to hit it at exactly the right like angle. Yeah, maybe. And just had a pool guy work. They do trick shot stuff.
1: Yeah, and it was obvious to me from watching the like pretend bad shots that like mm. he knows how to play pool. He right. knows how to hold it. He knows what kind of force needs to be behind it. It was just a bit.
0: They used to have. They used to have. Um, like a a trick pool trick shot competitions on ESPN, and that stuff was so fun to watch. Like, I don't care about pool, but some of the stuff they could do was just nuts where they would do stuff like that, where they would, like, jump over one ball, bounce off another one, and then hit the one after it and knock it into the hole.
1: I actually used to love watching that and Mm. bowling tournaments. Caden had to watch bowling tournaments every weekend. It was his favorite. He would know Sunday's. On ESPN, they're doing the bowling tournaments all day long, and we would sit and watch them. He was obsessed with bowling. But there was also pool tournaments, and we would watch those, too.
0: Mm -hmm. So anyway, Tanya. Yes. How would you feel about this episode?
1: I felt a lot of things for this episode. It was so sweet. It was a much-needed Feeny centric episode where it wasn't just Feeny having little blips on the screen. We got a lot of Feeny wisdom and Feeny personality, and it was definitely refreshing. Yeah. How did you feel about this episode?
0: I thought it was great, and you know me. I love character development episodes, and this one was huge for that. Um, It was so well-written. It was obviously... Um, I was joking earlier about um, Michael Jacobs writing this to kind of show everybody else like this is how it's done. But I do think it kind of was him saying, all right, we've got to really get these characters down. You know, you guys are jumping back and forth. Mm -hmm. This is how the characters are. This is how all of these characters act. Um, When you want to deviate from it, you deviate from that path. You don't just pick. Like some crazy, this is how they're gonna act today,
1: right? It's like stay in this general vicinity, please. Even right. and to that point, Sean was annoying and ridiculous, but in a much more muted way than we well, have seen over the past few. Like Sean's a like nutty bad boy,
0: and it was clear that he was being um obnoxious in a please love me way yeah which is what sean is yes. sean is a kid who is has been rejected by his parents his whole life he's
1: desperate for approval and he doesn't actually expect it so he sets himself up so that he isn't disappointed when he's rejected again
0: right and none of that was said but none of it needed to be said it was just so well laid out um and Corey is the old man and friend who's still going to go along with whatever Sean wants. And and Mr. Turner, for all the, the, the little bit of time that he had, was um, there for Sean. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and not just there as a person, but he was there as a parent. And that was... Every time you realize, like, this is a man who has taken responsibility as a parent. Not just, like, a fly-by-night, like caretaker or whatever it's a literal like he's like this kid has not been parented and I'm going to parent him it gets me so much
0: well and early on there was even a joke where when the, when Alan said um, oh it's your birthday Sunday like for a split second there I thought they were just doing the 90s mm-hmm. sitcom dad thing of well, I forgot about my wife's birthday didn't I right Um, and then he immediately turned that into a joke where he's like, of course, it's your birthday, Sunday, because the Eagles are playing.
1: Yeah. And then made it very clear, like, oh, hey, we don't need your key because we already have plans. Like, you think I didn't plan my wife's birthday, but in every other sitcom, he wouldn't have planned his wife's birthday. Right. So he's learned from, because, like, there have been past ones where he's forgotten something or he didn't do the right thing. but He's, like... Even in these little moments, like, Alan has learned from past things. But I
0: also kind of think Michael Jacobs took a look at it and said, like, this: Alan's not that sitcom right. dad. Alan is a real dad and is there for his family. Loves
1: and his wife. Is
0: going to mess up sometimes, but in general, he's aware of his situation mm-hmm. and his family.
1: And Corey's little bits are just so sweet and smart and... He's so caring with his best friend, while also being like, "Oh hey, I'm here with you, but you are you've got to stop."
0: Yeah, and Eric is Eric,
1: but funny. Like he's funny. just funny. It's not. He's not even dopey. He's right. just funny. And right. That's what I wish he was all the time.
0: I mean, he was dopey in spots where he was like, well, "You're my teacher. How am I doing?" But but it was it was funny.
1: It was witty. I feel like a lot of times they lean too heavily on him being not smart and his jokes are just dumb and goofy where right. he's i think he would be witty
0: yeah he didn't go i stapled my hand to the board or whatever
1: right.
0: yeah um so i i don't know if maybe that was michael jacob's intent to just kind of show them or mm-hmm. if it was just he knew these characters frontwards and backwards so he Was able to write it the way he did
1: (laughs) Someone like everybody had the flu or something He was like well I guess I gotta write this episode And he he did Write it
0: yeah but I really Think that and and from what we know Of the future of the show this might have Been a point where they kind of set The anchor for the Mm -hmm. ship and then They built it from there yeah Because he was like this thing is going crazy this show Was never gonna last at this rate because We can't nail down what This show is here we Go yeah um.
1: and there are I think there are some other like zany episodes and and whatever I and he there was that plot hole of like wait when did Sean move to Philly
0: watch the next episode is just like
1: we all got an airplane and we built it ourselves and we're gonna fly it all over the country just like we planned to do when we were infants in the hospital <laughs> together
0: <laughs> yeah but I don't know
1: um yeah no I also want to point out the fact that, like, we've had a lot of episodes that were almost too fast. Like, a lot of stuff happens. Too much stuff happens in a 30-minute period or a 22-minute period. Too much happens. We can't even keep up. And this had, like, a flawless transition thing. And there were only two places going on at once. Yeah. So it wasn't like, okay, we're cutting to the hall. Okay, we're cutting to the kitchen. Okay, we're cutting to here and here and here and here. And there's like six different plots going on at once. They, he centralized everything. It was an A plot and a very tiny B plot that had not a lot of like meat on it. And it was in two places. And that was it.
0: Yeah. And we've talked about it for, before. Not every episode can have this much character development or it just wouldn't. It wouldn't be sustainable mm-hmm. as a as a family TV show
1: or something that I mean the fast stuff holds kids' attention
0: right. But you know, this was a great episode. Yeah, that's my thoughts.
1: I'm so relieved we had this episode this week. Me too. Because we've had a crazy week. We're having a crazy weekend. Normally, we would record over the weekend. And I can't picture myself holding a four-month-old trying to record. You'd hear a bunch of, like, gurgling noises. Yeah,
0: no, it would not happen. He
1: sounds like a cat all the time.
0: Yeah. So, I don't
1: know. So, we had to watch, take notes, and record on a weeknight, which is fine, especially since it was an episode that... Was not hard to follow.
0: That said, I do want to figure out what happens to the ghost in Geralt's body right now. There's a ghost in Geralt's body. For a
1: second, I forgot what you were talking about. The Witcher. And I thought you meant Grady, the axe guy.
0: What if it's Grady who's in Geralt's body?
1: I guess you're going to find out in about five minutes when you turn all of this off and turn the Witcher on. Because you're playing the DLC. You need to make that clear. He's playing the DLC, and it's explaining a lot of stuff from the show. Which, did you say DLC, or yeah. did you just say Witcher 3?
0: I did say DLC.
1: I don't remember you saying DLC.
0: You don't listen to me.
1: Yes, My do. birthday's Sunday. Oh, I know. The Eagles are playing.
0: And I got a cabin.
1: Really? Woo! Really? Let's go to the cabin. Let's with go. With the baby.
0: With the baby that's not ours. <laughs> um. Anyway, anything else you'd like to add, Tanya? I don't think so. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Thank you guys for hanging out. We've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of interaction, more interaction than usual this week. This week, um, on our Facebook and on our Twitter and in our email, and um, so we really appreciate that. It's way more fun.
1: It is really fun.
0: Um, I might be doing another podcast here soon uh, with that with somebody that I met through the show. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'll talk more about that once I figure all that out. But um, to do all that, you can find us too at
1: BMG and BMW
0: on Twitter and on on email. You can email us at
1: BMG and BMW at gmail.com.
0: On Instagram, you can find our Instagram at
1: BMG and BMW on Instagram.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you can find our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BMG and BMW, or just search for Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Wow, you... It's time to go. I got a, I got a ghost body.
1: I've got to go look at a seed catalog. S- Again.
0: Okay. Um. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 11.
1: Class dismissed.